Blog Talk Radio. Coast. Good morning on the West Coast, and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? This week, we're talking about the youth movement up at On The Mark Strategies. Gosh, many years ago, uh, I would say early to mid-2000s, while I was out delivering my award-winning uh, menagerie of imagery and poignant stories and hilarious observations in my award-winning generation session, I would occasionally bump into a, a gentleman named Mark Arnold, who is also out on the speaking tour, especially in the credit union marketplace. And at times we, we even talked about some of the same things, generational things. And of course, that is a favorite topic on this show, always has been. And even though I am no longer that ruggedly handsome Latin alpha male out there doing 40 or 50 events a year, Mark is still very much out there and on the mark strategies got a little younger recently as a youth movement going on as i said over at on the mark strategies elizabeth arnold mark's daughter is the new account executive at on the mark strategies the website is right there in the episode description and elizabeth is going to make her mark on the banking marketplace alongside her dad of course, her dad's speaking, branding, and planning guru, Mark. Elizabeth joined us. Uh, we recorded this call yesterday. Let's talk a little about her, her background and um, what she's going to be doing with On The Mark Strategies, a little bit about her, her generation and growing up and opportunities and challenges out there in the banking marketplace as it comes to intentionally engaging Generation Next. We had a great call with her, and you're going to hear it all right after this. why webinars send us hate mail, the power of performance. Now we're so happy to welcome to the show. Her name is Elizabeth Arnold. Hey, Elizabeth, how are you today? Hey, Jason, I'm doing great. How about yourself? It is so good to have you on the show. Wow. Couple of couple of Baylor Bear fans in the studio audience, given the Sikkim sign. Uh, so tell us a little bit about you and your career up to this point. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I graduated Baylor, yes, Sikkim Bears, uh, in 2016 and uh, went pretty much right from there to work for a nonprofit here in Dallas that I had interned with, really great organization, faith-based, and um, spent my time there doing a lot of writing, a lot of storytelling, and um, working in their senior living division. And um, about a month and a half ago, transitioned over to work with On The Mark Strategies, which my dad, Mark Arnold, founded and uh, getting now to work in the in the financial industry and with credit unions and really really loving this opportunity. That that's great. Uh, your your dad is one of the true nice guys in the banking marketplace. And um, if you ask around, you'll find out I'm whatever the opposite of that is. So I'm so glad <laughs> I'm so glad you're able to join us. Let me ask you, um, since you mentioned working with your dad, if if people, your dad and I both used to speak a lot and still do talk a lot on the subjects of generations. If somebody were to ask you, hey, Elizabeth, what generation are you and what do you tell them? I definitely tell them millennial, no question. Um, since growing up, uh, have both pre-9-11 and post-9-11 memories, which that kind of definitely, I think most of millennials and, and my peers would say that 9-11 shaped our generation, but we have memories from both before 9-11 and after 9-11, as opposed to Gen Z, which does not. So. Right. They would not have been really aware that was anything was happening at that point. I have to say, though, all my interactions with you have been distinctly um, un-millennial. Um, you're always on time. <laughs> you're always accurate. Uh, this week, as we're recording this, the week uh, the 26th of July in the year of our Lord 2018, the World Council of Credit Unions is having their event. I think it's down in Indonesia. I spoke at the World Council event in Rome in 2005, and I'm still the only person ever invited back two years in a row to speak at a World Council event, but I was disinvited for suggesting that there was a huge credit union organization that was wasting a lot of money. Of course, that was Western corporate credit union who did go out of business and cost credit unions a lot of money. But when I was doing a podcast for the World Council, they put that responsibility in the hand of a couple of young millennials. And I got to tell you, Elizabeth, they could never get on the same page. They never knew what the other was doing. It was just interesting. You've been very distinctly non-millennial, so I guess there's no logic in general generalizations, correct? Well, there you go. Thank you. I appreciate that. But yes, agreed. Definitely, definitely not all the same. Absolutely. Now, listen. You went. Uh, you mentioned you went to to Baylor up there in Waco. Um, you went to high school up in the Metroplex. I wanted to ask you during that time, and it might be a little unique because your dad was so involved with banking. Did you have your own bank account? During those years, high school and college? Yes, I did. And um, you're right, definitely a unique situation having having done working in the banking industry, which is a huge blessing, honestly. But um, that was that was part of our let's get you ready to go to college step and, and checklist uh, starting, I believe, it was my junior year of high school. We went to the credit union together and, uh, and opened up an account and, and learned how all of that worked. And since then, I, I've been been banking where my where my parents banked. Yeah. Well, it is interesting. I I have a a very uh, handsome, gracious, godly young tax deduction of my own, a 17 year old high school senior, and <laughs> it occurred to me the other day we were at the, you know, kind of getting them familiar with how to do things out there in the world, and you know we stopped to get 
gas. And of course, he instinctively thought he could just touch everything. Everything's not touchscreen. I told him, I wish it were, but everything is not touchscreen. And then it occurred to me, I never even showed him how to use the debit card at the gas station. Uh, when you were in high school and in college, did you get a lot of financial literacy training? Not at all, honestly. Wow. Any any education that I came came solely from my parents. Um, no no education, and I, I actually distinctly remember high school friends sitting at, at the lunch table in, in the cafeteria talking about, "Wow, we really we don't know what this looks like. What what's going to happen when you walk across that stage? We don't know how to how to pay for things or what this looks like." And we were very confused. And I mean, I, again, fortunate to have have a dad who, who knew his stuff, but. Um, that's definitely an opportunity yeah. moving forward. Well, now that you're an independent adult, um, I was curious, and again, I know this is anecdotal. It's not. Uh, this is not a study. I'm not suggesting this empirical evidence. Although I always advise banks and credit unions, your best focus group about. Uh, youth matters are the the young people in your own families amongst your own employees. But right now, how do you uh, when you want to if you, for instance, if you hit your dad up for a ten thousand dollar signing bonus when he hired you, um, how, do you <laughs> how do you keep track of your money um, on a daily basis? Yeah, I um, definitely use mobile banking um, and, and online um, as well. I I will admit I'm a little old school and probably atypical. I do keep an Excel spreadsheet with a budget. And oh wow! Okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know that um, that's typical when it comes to millennials, but um, definitely uh, I, I only go to a branch physically when I need to deposit a check. Um, I, I do everything mobile um, when it comes to transfers and things like that. That that has been my experience. I I I don't even know that I would remember my password any longer on the what you would call internet banking. I do everything on the mobile app, including the depositing of checks, um, depositing of checks using my phone and stuff like that. So I think that's very interesting. Now, of course, it's not uncommon that a, a person your age group hangs out with other people uh, of the same age, uh, do you think that the majority of your friends would kind of answer that question, maybe not the budget, but the management of it the same way, where everything is pretty much focused on their telephone, their smartphone? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. My roommate, she she banks with, with Simple because she doesn't have to go anywhere, and um, I, I think that the main thing behind that with, with millennials and with our generation is that we're on the go and we're efficient and we really value the relationships in our lives and we really value the work that we do. And the more time and the more, the, the easier it is to do those things and focus on the things that we want to do, the, the more likely we'll be, we'll be to, to use a mobile banking or, or something like that because it gives us more freedom to do the things that we actually want to do in life. Yeah, there's there's no shortage of conference sessions and webinars and all kinds of things about compelling the loyalty of your generation, which kind of went from being called Gen Y to the millennials, which I prefer the millennial thing anyway. I mean, I'm Generation X. That's not so unique. And now we have Generation Z. So at least you've got a name for your generation, the millennials. But banks and credit unions are going to be dependent upon your generation for um, you know, ongoing lending needs and banking and investments and transactional stuff. I wanted to ask you two questions, really. What What are some things that you think the banking industry has done well to engage you and your generation, and what are some things they need to do better? Great question. Um, some things they've done well, I think, honestly, is, is connecting with parents um, because, I mean, 
like, like I said, I, I went right with where my parents went because it was easy. Yep. It was what I knew. It was what they knew. And I already walked into into my, my account feeling like I was part of something, feeling like I was a, part of a family, really. And um, I think a lot of my peers would say the same things. Um, it's just easier to go with where our parents went. So that's something I think that um, financial institutions have to have done very well is, is work with parents and communicate we're, we're here working with you, but we're also here working for your children. Um, opportunities, education, education, yeah. education. Um, I I think many of my friends and, and, and peers dread anything in regards to anything <laughs> with a dollar sign attached to it at all um, because it's overwhelming and it's it's not something we're familiar with. And um, in, in regards to the basics, and then you introduce things like investing and right. and. and that that's a, it's a big question mark, and um, I think any time a, a, a financial institution can provide that education uh, in a really simple, easy to understand, and accessible way, um, yep. they'll they'll really do a, a good job of connecting. Well, with that is it is it is like I said, it's anecdotal, but these are things that I've been saying since I've been speaking professionally in the banking marketplace. That the youth marketing I've always thought was a bit of a misnomer. Um, the the trick is to take care of the parents. And most parents are going to take their little tax deductions to where they do their banking. It's not like they're going to say, oh, I like that bank over there, mom and dad. Um, you do your banking here. I'm going to walk across the street and open up my own account. I've always thought the, the number one thing to, to getting the loyalty of the young generation is to earn the loyalty of their parents. And I totally agree with you exactly. on the educational stuff. It, is, it mystifies me that you went through you know, uh, 12 years of public school and four years of great private education up at Baylor and never had a class on financial literacy. And I think banks and credit unions really need to reimagine how they compel the loyalty by intentionally engaging young people. We used to do concerts for financial literacy. We'd go out and put on a, a big musical concert on behalf of a credit union or a bank. And in between the songs, just talk about basics. Like you just talked about budgets. And, you know, don't take that first credit card that you get a T-shirt for in a 23% right. interest rate, just little things like the way I did when I was in high school, in college. And so I think that's very, very interesting. And then, of course, finally, since you mentioned investments, um, my biggest ear opener of the show last week when we were calling around to those banking brands was calling the nation's largest credit union, Navy Federal Credit Union, and you probably heard the call. Alexis, who answered the I phone, did. did not know what the term brokerage meant. What did you think when you heard that? I, I was embarrassed for her and sad for her simply because that's her job. Um, you know, I, I think it's understandable. And I don't, I think if I were to ask any of my peers or any of my friends outside of the industry, um, what that meant? No, I don't, I, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know that they would know. Um, wow. But someone in the in, someone in the industry, absolutely, that's an expectation of, of your of your job. But to be honest, I, I was not surprised. Um, wow. If, if she had been a random girl on, on this. On, and again, like I said, it was one phone call on one day, one period of time, but I should let people know in case you're interested, in case you did hit your dad up for a $10,000 signing bonus when he hired you, um, that yes, <laughs> Navy Federal Credit Union does have an entire part of its website dedicated to their brokerage and investment services, so named. So I don't know if it's a training issue on behalf of Navy or it was just one of those things, maybe the term brokerage is, is not in vogue. Maybe if I had said investments that would have been 
that would have been an easier thing to understand. But like I said, it is it was just one moment in time. It's certainly not uh, an indictment of of Navy Federal Credit Union or that young lady who was perfectly pleasant in every other in every other regard. Well, listen, Elizabeth, so so excited for you. Um, your dad's uh, company, On the Mark Strategies, has been around a long time. I talked to him the other day, and we just sort of reminisced about how many things have come and gone in the time that we were bumping into each other out there in the good old um, PowerPoint days back in the early and mid-2000s, yeah. when we didn't have the benefit of connecting uh, with our audience through FaceTime Live and all the social media stuff was really not a part of our early speaking careers. We did it simply by being good and leaving the audience wanting more. And so I'm really excited for you and bringing that millennial viewpoint into your dad's business. And on behalf of everybody here at the show, I want to wish you the very, very best. And thank you so very kindly. I know you're busy. Oh, you know what? We always like to ask this before we wrap up. When you're not, when you're not working, and um, yeah, I don't know if your dad is you know, making you work from 8 to 10 because of that big signing bonus um, every day, what kind of stuff do you enjoy doing when you're not at work, hobbies and stuff like that? Oh, yeah, that's a fun question. Um, I am definitely an unashamed book nerd. I love to read. Um, also love to be outside, which is a dangerous thing to enjoy when it's summer in Texas, but love to go running and hiking and just just be outside. That's great. Well, it is. It is hot, so make sure you take your bottle of water and uh, stay hydrated because it is hot. I've even had people in Texas that are punching up pictures of their thermostat as though we've never heard of 100-degree temperatures in Texas. People, uh, with the exception of my time in the military, I've lived in Texas my whole life, and guess what? Newsflash. It gets hot in Texas during the summertime. It does not mean the the world is coming to an end. Hey, Elizabeth, it's been absolutely delightful. And once again, I wish you the very, very best in everything you're doing uh, with your dad's company. And I think it's just going to be um, just great, great to have that third generational perspective. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me, Jason. This is a blast. Elizabeth Arnold, everybody. What a great job. Yep. Closing it out today with a little bit of the Swing Out Sister, a little remake. Am I the same girl you used to know? Well, get to know Elizabeth Arnold. You can find her out on LinkedIn. Check out the uh, the websites right there, markarnold.com. And don't forget right there in the episode description, our weekly podcast for the Credit Union Marketplace podcast, a production of the Cooperative Credit Union Association. This week's show is really good with Walter Laskos talking about their Better Values, Better Banking campaign. Kuhn is out there trying to pick your pocket for $100 million for a national branding campaign. The simple fact is there is a great national branding campaign waiting for you up in the American Northeast. Paul Gentile and his crew, Better Values, Better Banking, that could easily be applied from coast to coast, from sea to shining sea and everywhere in between, occurring, including the Metroplex where Elizabeth Arnold was joining us from and right here 
in New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. My name is Jason Dyes. You've been listening to The Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Until next we speak, I'll talk to you all next week. Take care. The, 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 that's all, folks.